from the creator economy to the end of Bretton Woods and the origins of the metaverse. This is the UAE Tech Podcast Web3 edition. Tune in for cutting edge interviews on how blockchain is reshaping cyberspace, finance and culture from here in Dubai and cities around the world. We believe in a parallel universe, we call it, uh, because we are actually building a parallel universe. Uh, we, we already seem, see a similar trend in finance already. So right now we got a, we got a stock market, we got a robust commodity market, we got trading markets. But at the same time, uh, we are seeing a parallel running DeFi, decentralized finance ecosystem that's already happening. Uh, in crypto. So in that case, uh, you can either borrow money or lending money in real world via your real bank that's it locally at your store, but you're also able to generate and bor- uh, execute your borrowing lending in the virtual world powered by crypto. Uh, you can do it the same time, the same thing at the same time. So parallel universe or parallel ecosystem, parallel economy could exist and potentially might be the parallel economy can be even bigger than the real world economy. Uh, we can see this already happening. Uh, if that's the case, if that trend can be applicable to other industry, then we are starting to have a basic concept or basic vision of how a metaverse is look like. Metaverse, in my perspective, uh, is a virtual world that has the capability to interact with the real world, uh, but they have their very independent and self-sustaining economy that contain different kind of pieces. Uh, might be um, just the metaverse-only industry, uh, service provider, uh, financial service provider, uh, legal service provider, just only exclusively exists in metaverse. Uh, right now, I think the industry is exploring in different sectors. Uh, GameFi is one of them. Uh, DeFi is one of them. Uh, trading market is one of them. A transaction business level is one. Uh, so once all the pieces working nicely together, so we're starting to see a more robust uh, metaverse uh, well, uh, in the virtual economy. The crypto winter has created market volatility for a lot of actors and has also revealed how aspects of the old economy and the emergent economy are intertwined. Lennox Light is head of business strategy and ops at OKX. Previously, he had a background at companies like JP Morgan, AIG and Cash Financial Services Group. When he joined OKX in 2017, his role at the time was to reverse engineer many of the services found in traditional finance and offer them up in DeFi. Today, the addressable market is far larger, but challenges still remain. Lennox believes the current crypto winter may have an upside if it helps to build a better regulated and resilient crypto economy. His real interest, however, is in mainstream adoption, be it across exchanges, through GameFi or one day, in the metaverse. Because of the scale of digital networks, aspects of the digital economy will one day be more free and more lucrative than an increasingly protectionist physical economy. So what does this mean for crypto exchanges like OKX 
And how can countries like the UAE prepare for the great transformation ahead? Today, we're excited to be talking to Lennox Lai, business strategy and ops lead at OKX. So Lennox, I was reading your bio and it says that you have 15 years of experience in the world of crypto and financial services, although you started at OKX in 2017. 15 right. years in crypto and financial services is a pretty long time. Can you tell us what you've been up to and what you've been working on? Oh, I actually started my career in the as a junior economic analyst in JP Morgan. And I graduate to do graduate transfer my role to uh, trading, be part of the regulatory report. So five years ago, I joined OKX at a re, in the very early stage of OKX. We only have around six people by there uh, on OKX. So it's a very 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 small startup, uh, and uh, and gradually we want to the, the our vision is actually quite simple. Five years ago. Uh, we want to build uh, whatever financial products available in traditional finance in crypto. That's it. That's our vision. That's the only reason that we create OKX, uh, because mm. we think uh, it's, it's, it would be very, very important and very, very helpful uh, to the liquidity and volume of crypto. Wow. Okay. It's kind of like reverse engineering crypto in the crypto community. Right. Interesting. Right. So you right. come from a TradFi background. Yes. You moved into OKX in 2017. Can you take us back to 2017? What uh, was it like being in that industry and what were some of the challenges you were trying to solve? The very first challenge is even ourselves is <laughs> not exactly believing Bitcoin. <laughs> so so that so not to mention the industry. Uh, the industry as a whole in general is actually thinking Bitcoin is just another scam. Uh, so we, we took a lot of convincing uh, explanation, educations to to help people to understand the beauty of the technology. Uh, of Bitcoin behind all this. Uh, and the second challenge is the market is actually very small if you compare it today. Uh, so when the market is very small, uh, meaning that if you want to build product on this, on top of the crypto, we'll face a lot of technological and product uh, related issues. Uh, because the liquidity is not, it's just not there. It's really difficult to calculate the risk management. Uh, so, so better the, the the community is small, the product is small, and people are a lot of a lot of skeptic over there, a lot of education related to this. So the major challenge back then, the very I I would I would like to summarize in two points. The first point is, um, nobody believe in crypto and Bitcoin, uh, and and secondly, is uh, Bitcoin is so volatile. Uh, that uh, everyone need to provide some kind of solution. So fast forward to 2022. Um, yeah. How has the scene changed? What's got easier and what's got harder? The other five years of developments, the people in this space is, uh, is already getting a lot more sophisticated and mature. Uh, so everyone... All the skeptic right now recognize Bitcoin is a thing, uh, including the government, including the regulator. That's Bitcoin and crypto 
is an important piece of asset class uh, currently, and everyone loves it. A lot of people love it. And we represent a really big industry already. It's a $1 trillion uh, industry. And uh, and it looked like that we we did a job. So meaning that the institutionalized crypto uh, to bring the mainstream player to crypto and triple and five times more in terms of volume and liquidity. And because of the liquidity improved, uh, so it's actually attract even more capital uh, to 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 trade. Uh, crypto to raise uh, fund via crypto. Uh, the upcoming challenge uh, under on crypto, I think, is still uh, the very first part is to answering the question. The core question is how crypto would play a role, would play an important role in the day to day life. Uh, most of the use case currently in crypto is related to trading, uh, related to price up and down, and related to uh, a little bit of uh, more experimental uh, projects. But it's not exactly uh, getting directly involved in day-to-day -day life. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, the second challenge would be uh, the, the government and the regulators still need to figure it out and a more comprehensive framework in regulated crypto. Uh, so the challenge mostly lies on the governments and industry as a whole. That's where shall crypto should put in the existing regulatory framework. Whether or not crypto should be uh, to create a new regulatory framework or are uh, just to put existing security law on top of that. Yeah, those are those are some really good points. And I know that we'll be talking about the regulation of virtual assets at the uh, Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority roundtables at JITEX um, in just a couple of weeks. But I wanted to go back to OKX based on some of the things that you've just said, because it seems like OKX wants to be more than a standard centralized exchange, more than Kind of crypto trading hub. I know you want to be a hub for DeFi services, for NFTs, and blockchain gaming in the future, um, and not just crypto trading. So how is OKX trying to position itself, and what is it trying to do differently? So, yeah, OKX is a trading platform. Trading, the, the core purpose of trading platform is to provide a fair and transparent marketplace for people to trade. And we need to create a complete ecosystem for everyone, from the biggest trader in the world to the smallest penny traders in the world. We need to provide a equal rules, transparent rules, so that our core purpose is not big clients or or, or or government or financial institution. Our 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 core purpose of existing as a trading platform is to operate a fair marketplace for everyone, uh, so that our price, whatever crypto is trading on OKX, is transparent, uh, and everyone can execute their trading strategies on top on top of that. So that's a core purpose to maintain a to maintain a fair marketplace. Uh, so uh, but uh, going forward. Uh, we need to adopt the same uh, methodology 
from an exchange perspective uh, to other area uh, um, and so that we are uh, we are putting ourselves that uh, uh, we we should put the exchange business onto blockchain so which which is why we are so focused on web3 developments and blockchain technology developments yeah and i guess that that makes a lot of sense particularly if you want mainstream adoption i wanted to ask you of course about the crypto winter so mm. what do you think about that how's that been affecting business um what do you think the long-term um, calculation is in regard to crypto going forwards uh, the current crypto winter is uh, largely because of the, uh, the yeah, obviously the the, the 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 tightening of monetary easing, uh, because money do affect the price, and the other factor would be uh, some of the peers, some of the player in crypto are actually over leveraged and got liquidated, uh, so a lot of people get hurt. Uh, so new money are afraid to get in and the old money get hurt. So that's why the crypto winter. The crypto winter give us two implications. The very first implication is uh, whoever survive, survive this storm, I know maybe it takes, I don't know, God knows when, so maybe take another 18 months, right, for the crypto winter. Or whoever can survive these is actually become a really serious player on the next round on the next bullet cycle. Uh, so that is a good term because whoever can survive this, meaning that uh, they have a really robust uh, risk management system and they can generate sufficient revenue and cash flow to, to maintain the growth of their, home, of their own company, which means uh, whoever company or crypto company, crypto projects, they have a really solid uh, customer base or service, really unique service to be provided. Uh, so uh, in this crypto winter, maybe it take around another 18 months, we will, we, we, we were able to seek and find a lot of gems in the company, uh, in the in crypto industry. Uh, and, uh, and there will be a very exciting development uh, on, the, on, on crypto because of the crypto winter. Nobody is talking about price speculations or manipulation or anything like this. We talk about real use case, real projects, and and whoever are able to manage to raise fund in this crypto cycle, meaning that they really have a really solid idea uh, with solid product that delivering solid value. So in turn, this crypto winter is actually benefiting crypto industry in a longer term perspective. Yeah, uh, I've heard that, and of course, I mean, I guess it's hard for everyone it's hard for companies it's probably also hard for individuals who you know maybe invested a little bit in bitcoin or ethereum during the bull, bull run and, and now mm. they've mm. seen you know their investments halved or more so that that's going to be a difficult experience um, correct but long term uh you're right i guess if you can uh survive in this climate then it you know suggests that you know, you have very good fundamentals as a business. The mm. crypto winter is definitely kind of a cause of of stress or a bit of slight slowdown for everyone. But there were also a lot of innovations happening in gaming in the metaverse. 
that a lot of people are interested in and, and they think this could be the future for a lot of tokenization and digital wallet-based projects in the future. How do you individually, what do you think about what's happening in gaming in the metaverse? Is that of interest to you? Yes, so I think it's still very, very early stage in gaming and universe. Uh, the the game fine has a good run before, just because of the concept is very innovative and 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 people are speculating whether they can be very disruptive to gaming industry. Uh, the fact is still not that yet. Uh, it's just not there. Still not there yet. So um, so whether or not uh, game fine could potentially changing the gaming industry. The, the answer is still remain to be answered, but we can see a lot of potential because it's actually changing how people interact with the game. Uh, so game right now is become massively and really costly to build. Uh, if you want to build a good game, a triple A game, for example, it take a really long time of yeah. Or developments really really capital intensive really technological intensive as well and uh, so from a from a from a from early stage from a from a fundraising perspective or if you want to build what we call the indie game as an independent developers or game studio it's very difficult to survive in a traditional model but if you embed it in a game fight which is crypto uh, in and web three, uh, you you're starting to gain a lot lot of attention from the other group of the investor or seek investor VC. They might potentially want to uh, listen to your idea on how you want to use crypto to change your dynamic of the game. So we can also see a lot of really strong uh, game dev. Game, de- game gaming developers just quit that job and create their very own Web three based game studio, uh, and call it an indie game, because of the very very similar reason. Uh, you got a lot of attention from the capital, uh, because of crypto nature, it's easier for them to cast out, and uh, and fundamentally, if you're good developers, if you understand game deeply, you potentially have more chance, better chance to create. Uh, uh, a web three game that that makes sense, that fun, and also uh, have a balanced economy within the game. This could be very difficult. So we can we probably in eighteen months we will see a lot of triple A web three games that might be even generate even more revenue than traditional gaming model. Then 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 if that happens, they're starting to change the gaming industry, and then we can start talking about uh, metaverse, right? Yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's a lot there. And I think, you know, indie gamers have been struggling just because of the commission rates that get taken on the app stores. You know, most, right. of, the, most of the games now are sold on, on smartphones. They're not kind of AAA, AAA games. And then the AAA gaming community, on the one hand, they're worried about, you know, uh, destroying the fun of games and having to pay for absolutely everything when you're in an RPG or an online world or, you know, a racing game. And at the same time, they realize that if it's done right, um, you know, some of the, the use of NFTs and the, the use of, of crypto payments in gaming could be really powerful. Um, so I think, you know, that is a really interesting space to watch. And I think, as you suggested towards the end, you know, it will merge into the metaverse. I guess the key point on all of this, though, is about mainstream adoption. So, you know, if you have uh, an ecosystem 
like Fortnite, which has 300 million players. Um, and that, you know, ecosystem brings out its own coin. That is kind of disruptive, right? I mean, you know, we've seen some of the coins for Decentraland and, you know, Roblox, they do okay in Axie. Um, is that why exchanges are looking at the metaverse and at the gaming? Because they see it as an on-ramp into greater adoption of crypto and virtual assets? Correct. We believe in a parallel universe, we call it, uh, because we are actually building a parallel universe. Uh, we, we, we already seem, see a similar trend in finance already so right now we got a we got a stock market we got a robust commodity market we got trading markets but at the same time uh we are seeing a parallel running defined decentralized finance ecosystem that's already happening uh in crypto so in that case uh you can either borrow money or lending money in real world via your real bank that's it locally at your store, but you're also able to generate and bor uh, execute your borrowing lending in the virtual world, powered by crypto. Uh, you can do it at the same time, the same thing at the same time. So parallel universe or parallel ecosystem, parallel economy could exist and potentially might be the parallel economy can be even bigger than the real world economy. Uh, we can see this already happening. Uh, if that's the case, if that trend can be applicable to other industry, then we are starting to have a basic concept or basic vision of how a metaverse is look like. Metaverse, in my perspective, uh, is a virtual world that have the capability to interact with the real world, uh, but they have their very independent and self-sustaining economy that contain different kind of pieces. Uh, might be um, just the metaverse only industry, uh, service provider, uh, financial service provider, uh, legal service provider, just only exclusively exist in metaverse. Uh, right now, I think the industry is exploring in different sectors. Uh, GameFi is one of them. Uh, DeFi is one of them. Uh, trading market is one of them. A transaction business level is one of them. Uh, so once all the pieces working nicely together, so we're starting to see a more robust uh, metaverse uh, uh, in the virtual economy. It's crazy, isn't it, to think that this space right because it doesn't have borders, you know, it's not based in the physical world, that when you look at some of the numbers that are already on some of these gaming platforms or look at the amount of people using, you know, Facebook or Meta as it's, as it's known now, you know, I think it's it's billions. Right. Um, right. And, and they create, you know, a functioning digital economy. And as you said, you know, that, that can very quickly become much larger um, the many nation states. I think right. We can see a lot of a, a very kind of like a big trend of people quitting their job and work exclusively in in a digital world, virtually. They're quitting their physical job. They're fitting. They don't need to sit in a physical office, having a having a hierarchical boss working for any kind of company. They can have a, what we call an open employment relationships 
with different kind of contract as a service provider, uh, uh, as a KOL, uh, as an opinion leader, as a YouTuber. Um, so if the metaverse is bigger, I mean the metaverse economy is bigger and having even more job opportunities sort of thing, I can I can see there will be more and more people join, quitting their job, and just work in metaverse, providing service in the metaverse. It's much better and much more freedom. Uh, than working in a physical office. So in that case, we might have 20% of the population, I mean workforce, that can generate uh, similar revenue or, or, or what we call the GDP, uh, similar with uh, real-world economy. I think that'd be great. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people probably do. One question I have is. What do you think, if we reach this point in this kind of new parallel economy, as you called it, what do you think the role of companies like OKX will be? We would play a bridges uh, um, between, because I, for example, uh, the metaverse or the parallel universe by metaverse should be some something that should be better in real world economy so people could use it. What I can see as uh, in the metaverse economy, in the in the in the metaverse economy, something the the beauty of metaverse should be global and free and open to everybody. Yeah. While the real world economy will be getting from 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 what we can see um, right now is getting more closed, isolated, silo, and protective. Uh, across competitors and protected by patent or whatever thing and protected by ideology and country as well uh, but uh, so we're going to see two things people in the real world economy got a lot more restriction and even more restriction than before and uh, people will be starting to embrace at least part of it we're starting to embrace a 100% free and open economy um, which is living in the metaverse. Uh, it, so what would be the critical point here? As an OKX, we're just part of the player. We're just part of a very small player, might be, in the metaverse of vision. Um, we want to provide user experience for people to interact nicely with metaverse. Metaverse means you need to interact with lots of applications, a lot of different kind of technologies, a lot of different kind of chain, a lot of different kind of crypto, a lot of different kind of assets. In that case, uh, we want to be the aggregators. We want to be like playing a role like with the Google or Metaverse, so people can just interact with one-click experience, so that they would can play, earn, make money, trade within Metaverse using one apps. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It does seem like the technology. On the one hand, there's lots of challenges, and I think people underestimate right. how difficult it will be to reach this point. Correct. On the other hand, at the same time, you see some of the advances that are being made in, you know, bandwidth or um, VR headsets, or in um, hosting, uh, you know, four thousand simultaneous players in a room, which I think was a, a recent UK landmark. Things are moving fast. And of course, in crypto, in the last few weeks, uh, there's been a, a big 
milestone, which is the Ethereum merge. So what do you think of the merge and what are the implications of that going forward for you guys? Ethereum merge is a big industrial event. Uh, uh, it doesn't really affect exchange uh, and crypto mostly as a whole because the uh, consensus is strong. The consensus of moving proof of stake, a proof of work to proof of stake within Ethereum ecosystem is very strong. Within the industry ecosystem is also very strong. This is a transition is very smooth. Now we can see the transition is very smooth. Uh, the good thing on Ethereum merge is saving 99.9% energy used it uh, to generate proof of work. Uh, so in that case, uh, uh, Ethereum or the or and the other proof of stake token is becoming a lot more sustainable uh, going forward in the foreseeable uh, futures. Uh, so I think it's helpful and beneficial to the industry as a whole, mostly. Yeah. yeah, let's see what happens with that and see if there's new case, use cases that emerge. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's a lot of interesting writing that's been, been written about. Right. Yeah. But um, I wanted to finish up today because we're almost running out of time no problem. with... Um, quick discussion on Dubai, because I know, mm. you mm. know, you'll be there uh, at Jack yeah. Um yeah. I wanted to ask you a bit about, you know, your experience in Dubai, um, why you think, what, what are the, what are the strengths of the Dubai ecosystem right now? And just talk a little bit about um, how Dubai is becoming a hub for some of the technologies we've talked about today. Yep. Uh, Dubai is a very smart country, cities, I guess. So, because uh, 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 they have a really friendly licensing applications that in that's actually inviting players or industrial participants to participating on the dialogue, the dialogue in how the regulation should should be drafted, and they take heavy consideration of industrial opinion. Uh, so they managed to get to grab all the attention uh, from the majority of crypto player to apply that particular license. And but the license is just halfway done. We we the start, we know the license is going to evolve. Uh, they're going to be more comprehensive and complete. Uh, we but we are very very excited that we can work with the government, the Barbara government, to uh, craft out uh, the exact regulation that fit our industry, the nature of the industry. Yeah. So from the perspective, Dubai is uh, is strategically positioned themselves as blockchain, Web three, and crypto should be the next phase of innovations. Yeah, I think that is true. They have positioned themselves that way. Um, mm. Are you based out of Dubai, or uh, do you travel a lot, Lennox? I travel a lot to Dubai. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Well, really. Thanks so much for your time today. Can't wait to meet you guys uh, yes. in Dubai uh, yes. at the Jitex um, yeah, so. uh, conference. And um, yeah, looking forward to meeting you in person later in the year. Sponsor information. The UAE Tech Podcast is distributed by Alboaba Business free of charge. To sponsor a single episode or a series of themed episodes, please contact our editorial team or download a sponsorship press pack.
Sponsors receive an article on Alboweba Business, syndication distribution on Alboweba Syndicate, email direct marketing across the region, and brand inclusion across all podcast marketing design, audio, and video formats. Alboweba is not a PR company, and we do retain editorial discretion and quality control as an independent publisher. Companies looking to support a dialogue on technological transformation in the UAE are encouraged to contact our team.